Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from PaintEd with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with David Gilliland of Elite Entrepreneurs about key transition periods in a growing business where leaders must evolve if they are going to take their business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by Sherwin-Williams and Benjamin Moore. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. So happy to have you folks uh, have my, my, my sweet, sweet voice in your ear. I'm sorry. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. We are, you know, as, as of this recording, um, it's a, it's a nice November day. We are getting prepared for the holiday season. Um, you know, I know a lot of you folks are, are batting the hatches. Um, some are still, you know, you're, you, you're firing all cylinders. You got so many jobs going on and, uh, man, it's, uh, it's a, crazy wild ride that we're in and uh, I'm so glad to be a part of it with you. A couple announcements before we begin uh, today's show. Um, If you are considering going to the PCA uh, Expo in March, uh, which I highly recommend going, did you know that we have an award ceremony? This ceremony is like the Grammys for painters. You can actually win an industry award for the quality of work that you do. You get bragging rights for the whole year. You get to show your, your customers. Um, you get to show your, your employees that they're part of an award-winning team. So I highly recommend going to PCAPaintEd.org backslash awards and uh, applying for one of, the, one of these awards. I want to see your beautiful work. We all do. Um, shows like this and uh, many, many others are on PCA Overdrive, where there's 400 hours of content. It's $5.99 a month for non-members, free for PCA members. Those are my announcements. So here's the thing. Uh, right now is a, kind of an interesting time of year. Uh, we, we have to do this. A lot of us have to do kind of an accordion style thing. Like if you're in the South, you know, where it's warm all year round, maybe you know, maybe you're not worried about uh, seasonality, but I know in my area, in the Midwest, you know, people who are in the Northeast, Northwest, uh, that's the seasonality is something that we really got to pay attention to. And the way that we organize our teams is so critical to staying afloat. You know, there's this economics term called spackling, which I think is so appropriate for our trade, obviously, because we're spackling all the time. And so if we're having these dips, these ups and downs in seasonality, uh, we got to use, we got to have a reserve of cash. We also have a res- have to have reserves of, of jobs for our people. We got to keep our people busy or else we're going to lose them. And that's a tough thing to, to figure out. Uh, the other piece of this is that as we're growing, the way that our company is evolving, sometimes it, it actually is evolving beyond and faster than we're able to evolve as, as leaders. And it's times like that that we really need the help to figure out how to be better leaders, how to prepare for each stage of growth. 
Maybe we're batting down the hatches a little bit. Maybe we're going to go into a little bit of a hibernation mode, uh, you know, come December, January, February. But next year, well, things are going to keep going. Things are going to only going to keep going. Uh, you're going to get more work. You're going to have to grow. And when you're making that transition, you know, maybe you're running a couple, a handful of crews now. Uh, maybe you're at 10 employees, 15. When you get to that, you know, 18, 20, 25 employee level, some things got to change. And uh, and so I decided to bring on David Gilliland with Elite. Uh, oh, what, Elite. Darn it. Entrepreneurs. Oh, I'll, I flubbed that up. I'm going to bring on David Gilliland and he's going to talk about uh, how to grow at the different stages. I'm so happy to have him on the show. Let's bring on David Gilliland. Hey, glad Lead to be on the show. <laughs> Lead <laughs> entrepreneurs. I was right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, uh, what's what I should tell the what I should tell you and, and what I should tell our, our audience is, is they, they might be familiar with it with a guy who run, who runs a company. He's an, an advisor. It's called Elite Advisors. And uh, and so I was getting confused and I apologize. But you are elite entrepreneurs. And and uh, David, please tell tell welcome to the show, and please tell us a little bit about your background and what you uh, what you do. All right, so uh, thanks again. Just delighted to be on with you, Torlando. This is a this is a great experience. Uh, the background wise, I actually grew up in the trades. We were general electrical contractors as a family. Mm -hmm. Learned that area and those ups and downs you talked about earlier are so real. Right. Yeah. We go up to we go up to 100 and then we drop down to 20. Right? Yeah. It's just back and forth as the jobs came. Uh, what a difficult place to be in. Uh, then I went on and did some additional schooling. My dad made sure that I worked in the trenches in Phoenix to uh, really want to go back for additional schooling. So I, I did. I went yeah. on for some additional schooling and and I learned quite a bit about leadership and strategy, working with teams, building companies and building things that will last and grow. Uh, so I have been working with small businesses and large businesses for the last 20 years in that arena. So some mm. of the global 500, and then probably about three or 400 different small businesses to help those leaders learn just some of the keys that nobody teaches you. Yeah. Uh, at least they don't teach you when you're painting. They don't teach you, you know, in school. And yet mm -hmm. these simple things are really what, what we try to focus on to help free people up so they can grow without going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so scaling a, a business and, and especially painting, you know, it's, it's really difficult. I got to tell you, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know much about the, the, you know, about electricians, but I know there's, you know, some standardized training that you have to go through with, with, you know, becoming an electrician. And honestly, David, we don't really have that. Uh, we don't have a very systematic, uh, you know, in most states you can, you can run a painting company without a license. Um, you know, there, there are some challenges that we have that are, that are unique to, to our, uh, trade. Um, and I'm just wondering, um, you know, why, why do you think it's just so difficult to scale a trade based company? Oh, talent right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you work to build them and they leave you. Mm. Um, right. They, it's 
because it's that apprenticeship model. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but the, that, that idea of these people are learning and as they learn, they start to get to a point that, you know, the guy I work for isn't exactly my favorite person in the world. And I could go do this on my own. They start picking up side jobs, right. Doing weekend gigs and moonlighting a little bit. And, and they realize I, I make a lot more when I do this on my own and pretty soon they get a helper and off they go. Right. That happens a lot in the trades. Yeah. Have you, um, have you seen that? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but is, are there any stories that you have where that's particularly impacted a, a company or a business owner? Yeah, I was working with a friend of mine, um, Boyd, and he had grown, and this is electrical, right, again, but uh, a majority of his crew were apprentice and helpers. Mm-hmm. You know, he only mm-hmm. had another journeyman, one other journeyman on the crew, mm. and but he'd grown to a decent size. Uh, they had about 15 people, uh, had some good business going. Sometimes they'd be higher, sometimes a little lower, but uh, pretty regular. Uh, you know, seasonality would still hit them, but they'd keep some core jobs and things that could keep them going during, uh, during the downtimes too. And uh, as he was growing and he was doing well, he had his right-hand person, right? Mm-hmm. Who he was teaching everything to because that guy could do it all. He was hungry. He could mm-hmm. sell even, but he could deliver. Yeah. He was a journeyman. He led the crews well, and and everyone really looked up to him. And and uh, he was really looking forward to giving the business because he was getting closer to retirement. He was planning on giving ownership over to him mm-hmm. and have him mm-hmm. run things. So mm-hmm. you know he was feeling pretty good. Yeah. And then he showed up for work one Monday, and he was gone. And he had a sticky note that said, "Hey, I went off and started my own thing." And he left Ooh. with some of the other key team members and half of his customers plus. So basically decimated his business overnight. Yeah. Holy right. Cow. I mean, that's, that's hard stuff. Yeah. And uh, I asked what, him, I, yeah, yeah, go what ahead. What do you have to do? Well, what, so what did he do? Well, he actually, it put him in a real bind and financially and where everything was is he had to rebuild and, and he, he had to get outside funding. So he lost control of his business. He had to let someone else buy it and be a funder. And now Mm -hmm. he was a minority owner of his own business um, Mm -hmm. just to make it through. So that's, sorry, that's, that sounds like a terrible scenario. What is a terrible, I mean, it it happens, right? (laughs) It happens. Dude, I asked him, I was like, I was like, Boyd, what in the world happened? It's like, why did he leave? I thought you were giving him ownership and all this. Like I was, and I said, well, what did he have to say to it? And he said, well, he never, he never actually knew that I was going to give him ownership. Hmm. I said, what? He said, he didn't even, I mean, he left because he didn't see a future. He saw me hanging around forever and thought, well, I can go and do this on my own. And he had never told him what his vision was, even for that key employee, what my hopes are for you, what I'm planning for you. He yeah. didn't work with him on it. So that, that was a, that was a hard lesson to learn. Um, you know, we just don't share what's in our head with our team. Yeah. And yet yeah. we wish they would all act like owners, but we don't have time. We're running, we're running all over the place, managing things, right? There's nonstop issues. You know, I'm behind on, on 13 proposals I need to get in <laughs> that I yeah. haven't gotten to, right? We've got three jobs that are behind schedule and, and they're, they're on us because carpet's got to go in. Right. And right. I mean, you know what it's like, right? Yeah. That's why sure. it's this kind of pressure. 
they forget to do some of these things. They forget that they're actually the leader. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have a pretty decent framework to help leaders, uh, you know, navigate some of these things and and avoid some of the, you know, some of those struggles, uh, hopefully, or at, at the very least, manage them better. Um, and you call it the elite entrepreneur's growth method. Is that right? Uh, elite business growth method. But yes. So close okay. enough. All right. I'm, I'm two for two. <laughs> I Hey, I don't, I don't care what you call it. All that matters is does it work for him, right? So yeah. forget the name. <laughs> Elite business growth method. So, so you're going to share a little bit um, with us, uh, you know, the, uh, this method, this methodology. And, and hopefully the idea here is that by the end of the show, we'll have just a little, a little snippet, a little clarity on how we can change our leadership as we progress through the different stages. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dive in on some of this. So yeah. I, I kind of want to take a couple key issues that I'm sure many of your listeners are playing with, which is, you know, on, on one front, you've got, um, you've got the, the problem of, I have everything in my head. So I'm talking to the business owners here. These are, these are the, the owners of the, of, of the, you know, the company here. I, I'm the owner. I know where we're going. I've got a ton of things I'm doing. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about, yeah, profitability of the jobs. I'm thinking about what the next job is. I'm thinking about who I need to train. I'm thinking about quality, how we're going to keep it up where we need to be. I'm thinking about how we're going to resell to our uh, old customers, right? I'm just, there's all this going on. And then accounting's bugging me because tax season's coming up, right? I've just got a lot, got a mm -hmm. lot happening. So that's that's one of the issues is, I've got a team of people, but I'm the only one carrying all the weight. Mm. Yeah, they complain about a dollar an hour, but they don't understand how much they cost me when they spilt that bucket or when they did overspray and how much work mm -hmm. it took to clean up because they didn't do enough prep beforehand, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> they, mm -hmm. so, so I've got that tension going on. And the other side is the labor force we're often working with and the teams we have these are, they're not typically the people who have been kind of go-getters. They've created a future for themselves. You know, they've gotten their education or they've built a business or they, right? they're not often from families that have done that with them and for them. So they haven't really been mentored mm -hmm. in how to be great and where they go next. In fact, very few of them have great mentors who are helping them see their next stage in life, where they mm -hmm. can go, right? Someone they mm -hmm. can lean on. And so yeah. what do we have? We've got, we've got business owners who don't have the employees that, you know, that can see and understand the way they're thinking and they feel really alone and isolated and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I've got employees who look at life and are saying, dude, it's a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in debt. You, the paycheck isn't even enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. It, you know, the, one of the challenges I think is, you know, when you're running a small business, especially in the trades is you don't you don't really have departments, you know, you don't have, you don't have an accounting department. You don't have a marketing department or a sales department. Like you have your crew, you know, all the painters, and then you have yourself and maybe an admin, maybe you work with an outside company for one of those, one or two of those things, you know, but, yeah. but you don't have uh, somebody to carry the load, to distribute the load. You can't, you can't offload any of that. You can't just say, hey, 
I need you to, I need, I just need you to handle that piece of it and give me a report uh, with the exception of the work. And, but the work, you can't really let go of that either because it, you really, uh, it's, it's everything in the business. The quality of the work is, was everything. The experience that you're providing the customer is everything. It is the business. It's, it's the best piece of marketing that you have. Um, it's, it's a future. So I, I'm really resonating with this, this idea that it is just a lonely place where you have to hold a lot in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, is you came by it honestly. In mm. fact, you, you got here because it was exactly what was needed to help you grow. You see, when you were a contractor and sorry, I'm going to talk to a certain group of contractors and you may be at different stages in your business growth, but when you were a contractor and you were the solo guy painting, solo mm-hmm. cow painting, and you and you added a helper or two, okay, you're moving along through here. The only way to do what you did and to succeed was this Herculean effort. You had to carry it all, and you were yeah. Superman, right? And there's no shortcut, and you had to learn everything. It was when you missed your tax deadline and you got bit that you learned about some taxes stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was when you figured it out. It yeah. it was it was uh, when you started realizing that man, I'm not buying my paint in a way that's saving me extra money. In fact, I'm paying the premium, and I could mm. be paying less if I just worked with some of my, my you know some of my contracts, vendors, yeah, vendors on on payment times and everything. In fact, sometimes it's like I'm being the bank to everybody else because I didn't just negotiate. I didn't know how to ask. You had to mm. learn all these things. No one else could do it for you and you had no money to pay them. Um, yeah. But you did it, which is awesome. And then when you, as you get above that million dollar mark and you've got seven, eight, 10, maybe 12 employees, like crew members there working mm-hmm. with you and Congratulations. And there's only 3% of business owners who ever make it where you've gotten to. That's why Mm. we call it elite entrepreneurs. That's actually named for you because Mm. you're elite. And that's like an elite athlete that got to that point. That is awesome. You learn certain skills. The problem is, is if you keep acting in the same way, you're going to have these ups and downs and you're going to call it the cyclical nature of your business. And you're kind of going to wonder, why are those other painters not suffering the same way. Why did they take off? Yeah. But I'm going up and down and I'll, and I'll tell you one of the reasons you're going up and down. Business came in. I worked the business. We're working, we're working. We all hands on, we're delivering. And I'm a little behind on my proposals and I'm not reaching out to people. Man, I got to bust my tail. We're going to get some business. We bring the business in and we get really busy. And now we're delivering. Yeah. Right. It's predictable. It happens over and over. And you'll be like, yeah, we're on a cycle. It runs like this. And weather does determine some of painting cycle, but that's exterior. That is not mm-hmm. interior. Mm. Why are the other painters getting the interior work? Why are they so consistent? Why do people like talking to them? How is it that they respond so quickly? Well, why do they seem so professional that people trust them? Mm. Well, part of it is that when they got to where you're at as an elite business owner, they learned to shift gears and the same effort took them a lot further now. Okay. So they began to shift gears and start saying, if I lead and organize in a different way, 
I can get three times more done with the same effort. And that's true. And then they're going to get to like five, six million and maybe even less. It might, it might only be three or 4 million for them, but they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. man, I'm doing it again. Mm. Don't think it's cyclical business. There's a little bit of that, but we're so small. There's enough business around. It's really that we hit a new plateau time to shift gears so I can get to 10 million. Okay. So there's these key places to shift. So let's just talk about one of them. Yeah. And this, and, and then what they can do right now, if that's helpful to your, totally. Yeah. 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 Great. So this elite business growth method is to help them shift gears. Okay. And, and the first piece is, is let's solve the first problem. That's the business owner has everything in their head. They were Superman. Mm -hmm. It's time to stop being the superhero and start being a superhero maker. We need mm-hmm. to make others around us now be the superheroes because it takes all of them to lift us. They've got to learn to do the Herculean effort to help lift us all to the next level. So my job now becomes to becomes one of how do I help make them heroes? It starts with getting things in my head out and playing into the hearts and minds of each one of our um, crew members. Okay, mm-hmm. Each one of our apprentices, journeymen, whatever, right? the crew leads, we need to make sure that they get what this is all about. So yeah. what is, can I, can I kind of drill in yeah. and ask you what, what that looks like? Because, you know, where my, where my mind goes first is like, okay, well, if it's in my head and it's words in my head, then, you know, swirling around my head, then I just have to get it down on paper. But when I get it down on paper, uh, it just kind of stays on paper. You know, are people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, people aren't reading it, it collects dust. It's on a, a file in a folder somewhere on my computer that I can't even remember where I put it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessary. I mean, I think it's a start because, you know, in my opinion, writing is part of the thinking process. Um, but I, I don't think it can stay there. Uh, how, yeah. do, how do I get it into the hearts and minds? You said get it into the hearts and minds of the apprentices and the journeymen and the, and the crew leaders. How do, how do I do that? Great. Let's get clear what what I need to get out of my head first, just a little bit. Uh, First, I need to get the vision. I will use the term vision. What we mean is your purpose, your values, how you make decisions, and Mm -hmm. then your mission or what are we trying to achieve that we have to do that we care about together. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a paint contractor, and they may have, they're not just like their competitors. They're kind of unique in a way. In fact, mm-hmm. they do the job a little different. They care about certain details. Some of your listeners, they just, they care more than some of the others. Some of the others are slapping up paint while you're looking at, no, no, the lines we cut matter. In fact, we're trying to create a whole atmosphere. Uh, maybe it's when we show up, it's more like white glove. They don't feel like you know big bunch of dirty mess makers are showing up here to do this job. These look like professionals. Now, I have no idea what your differentiating thing is, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, w- mm-hmm. whatever that is, get that vision out there. Of, here is how we stand out. This is what we care about, right? And if you have a vision in your head like Boyd, that I actually care about my team, I want to make sure they know that. I care about you. I care about your future. I want to build a business that you can support your family or your lifestyle through what you get paid doing our work. I don't want yeah. you to have to moonlight. If you're moonlighting, we're not doing good enough. We're going to do so well that this is where you want to put your effort. And when you leave, you get to go and spend time with the people you love. Oh, if that's the vision, have you said it yet? And now let's talk about getting it into the minds and hearts. 
have you said it so many times that their eyes start to roll to the back of their heads? And they're like, oh, <laughs> man, Juan's going to say it again. Juan's saying it again, right? <laughs> you're like, that's right. Until they are hearing it that frequently, you're not even halfway there. Right. The, the reason is, is every single day they show up to work and they wonder what you're thinking. They're wondering how secure their job is. They're wondering if what you're, what they're doing today is a win or not. So you got to think, yeah, I've got this vision, but I also need some kind of system or process to get it into their minds and hearts. And so part of the elite business growth method is let's get the vision out there. Let's get a clear mission, something that we're all working together on. And, and it doesn't have to be the owner alone. You can talk mm -hmm. with your crew. Let them put their fingerprints on this. You know how they feel when they step back and they look at just a really nice paint job that they did. Mm -hmm. Like, I did that. They almost want to sign their name somewhere in the corner. Like, man, this yeah. came out nice. Yeah. Well, we want them to have their fingerprints on your business. We want them to say, I love working for this, right? Because, yeah. because painting pros rocks. And everybody mm -hmm. in Nashville knows it, right? <laughs> or, mm -hmm. or whatever it yeah. is, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. We, we want their fingerprints on it. So they can be part of the process, especially your crew leads, okay? Those people you're leaning on should be part of the process in getting that vision clarified. It's not just mm -hmm. out of your head. It's out of all their heads. Take a little bit of time. Let's get it clarified. What are we really about? Is this inspiring that people want to come because they're not just getting a paycheck, they're having impact. So- you can do this. Yes, in the trades too. A lot of people think you can't. No, you can do it in the trades and it's awesome because no one else mm -hmm. is doing it. It's mm -hmm. called a strategic advantage in, mm. in hiring and retaining the best talent. Yeah. So that's one of them. We get the vision out. Second piece in there. After that's there, then we start saying, now what work do we need to do this year that's not just painting? We have to do work every year that builds the business. Because the business is what's going to ensure that I have a great job well into mm -hmm. the future, that I can take care of my family, that I can grow and learn, that, that uh, really I can go and ride on my dirt bikes, that I can go hunting when I want to, that I can go to a show, whatever it is you love doing. The business being secure is what helps them long term. So these ups and downs, they don't lose their job Yeah, because we spent some time... In fact, you need to think about it as taking 20% of the collective time of the group. So if you've got 10 people, it's like if one of the 10 were full-time on building the business. That's not really mm. how it is. It's more yeah, like sure. a couple hours here for this person, a couple hours there, and the leader putting a lot more time into, what are the processes I need to build? How do I ensure I'm constantly building the team to help them to progress so they're better mm -hmm. painters, yes, mm -hmm. but so that they're also better business people? right? We want them to yeah. think like we are. So that's one. got a vision. We set aside some time. We call it, we, we have them take time like annually and every quarter to say, I know we're supposed to be painting, but today we're taking, we're taking three hours. Maybe it's an early morning. Maybe it's a late evening, but you know, I'm buying a dinner and we're going to talk about what we need to do to build in our business. So it's not just painting we're doing. We're building a painting business mm -hmm. that will help us to find the right people, retain those people, paint better, faster, whatever it is, right? Yeah. What are we doing to build? So there's some yeah. strategic work to do. That's what, 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 Go ahead. What are some ideas of what that can look like? Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the old days when I would, uh, you know, it's okay, we're getting a little slow and, and uh, 
I'm going to bring everybody to my house. You know, this is before I had a shop and everything and uh, bring it to my house and we're, we're going to stuff envelopes and send letters to, uh, you know, to all of our customers. And oh, man, they hated that. Uh, so I don't, I don't get the sense that that's what we're, what we're talking about. I hated it too. I, oh, I hated yeah. stuff licking the envelopes and you know, that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Not that kind of stuff. I mean, no. if your team decides that's what they want to do, that's fantastic. Yeah. But you know, they may be as they're looking like, Hey, if we're really going to be known as, you know, the painting pros that everyone in Nashville turns to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we know that the customers want some things or maybe we don't. So if we don't know, Maybe the work is we spend a little bit of time saying, how are we going to find out what our ideal customers, you know, the ones we like working with and that pay mm-hmm. us well and on time. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones we want. How do we spend just a little time figuring out what is it they most need? Mm-hmm. And then maybe a second piece is how do we build a system almost like, let's say like a checklist, even of here's the things when we mark these off, then we deliver exactly what our ideal customer most wanted every time we're in front of them mm-hmm. we can get a process so it's not so it's not dependent any longer on what your crew lead does the crew lead does it like all the other crew leads do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why because mm-hmm. it's it's the painting pros way yeah so so some of the building is building the here's our unique process that we have set up that ensures we deliver top-notch quality not to every customer just to our ideal customers because mm-hmm. we want a bunch of those. That's where we make our profits. That's where we leave home feeling like winners. So that's a piece of it. Those are some things you can do in some of those quarterly, you know, every three months or every four months, if it's, you know, three times yeah. a year that you're like, what are we going to fix? Let's do something that gets our job done faster and better and more predictably. Right. Let's yeah. figure that out. That's business building. Or maybe it's another side. Maybe it's like, no, we got the process down now. It's nailed. But we're having a hard time really finding the right talent to come in. It's like, all right, well, let's start brainstorming this. Let's think yeah. about it. Who do you know? How else could we do this? Can we be engaged with some of the schools? You know, maybe maybe our painting crew shows up for the shop class. They're all building stuff that they end up painting later. And these are a lot of kids that don't often want to go to college. But Mm -hmm. they are looking for someone like their teacher who really mentors and helps them. So we get a little engaged. Here's how you paint. You built a doom buggy. Let me show you how you do this, right? Here's how you paint this up, right? In the welding class or something. Maybe we have some other way that we ensure we find talent. And you just connect with the four high schools around. You're like, now we've got at least a drip. What else might we do, right? And so you may build a recruiting piece or... Maybe you decide that you build a how we onboard them. Yeah, we always call them apprentice until then we start calling them journeymen. But maybe we think through this a little clearer. Let's have them pass off. When when we're like, hey, that guy knows how to tape. He tapes mm-hmm. so well. Pass that off. By the way, that just earns you 25 cents an hour. Yeah. And it's worth it to us, isn't it? Why wait right. till they're a journeyman? I don't even need to wait till the end of the year. As soon as everyone agrees, you're nailing it on taping 25 cents an hour or more. And now everyone agrees that you're nailing it on cleanup without drips hitting places. Boom, 25 cents more. And now you right. Now you've yeah. you've you've learned cutting. Oh, cutting. Now that one's worth a lot more to me. Right. Mm-hmm. You've now mastered mm-hmm. that, but you only master that after you've learned these basics. But you've got buck twenty-five. I just added it in a heartbeat. Right. It's worth every penny. 
And so yeah. until they get to journeyman, they feel like they've got control every day. I want to mm. learn more. I'm going to work mm. hard. To, I have to nail my first job that I've been given. Mm-hmm. We call them your big three is a clarity piece. You know what? We're going through so many pieces. I just realized I've got a model in my head and we have this printed out. And you can see it. And you can read through some of it later. Is it okay? Maybe by the end, we'll share yeah. with them a little, little content. Yeah. So, of so you guys don't need to write all this down or think. There, it's already written out. So you can look at it, you can see it, but I'm going to keep talking about other little pieces of it, but um, and we'll, we'll get that to you. It's called the elite business growth method. It's just an ebook and, and you can download it for free from our site. So that's great. Okay. So diving in again as, Oh, thank you. Look at popping that up in the show notes for anyone who can actually <laughs> see it. For those who are just listening, we'll tell you about it near the end there. So yeah. uh, um for each person, we want to help them see, oh, there's a business vision and there's a personal vision. So we do those quarterly things. That's one of the ways to get it into their minds and hearts. But imagine starting every day, reminding them of the three key things that set us apart, right? Here's Mm -hmm. the value we bring every day. Thank you for doing it. And maybe even pointing out, hey, John, when you did this, that was right on the money, right? That's exactly Mm -hmm. what we were hoping for. Uh, you know, the customer came in and instead of you looking upset, you asked them or you told them, man, this is sure, this is sure coming out great. You know, how's this looking for you? You just asked them a question. They felt, you know, whatever. That's awesome. Not that the uh, customers often show up to the painting because fumes are too heavy, but still, (laughs) you know, whatever your thing is. Yeah. So reminding them on a daily basis of the key things that matter. And we like them to be your core values, but you may also have remind them of sort of the uniques that you deliver to your customers uh, so every single yeah. day that's that's something you just start the morning off with we're doing the painting here's what we're after remember these are the three things that matter most for us yeah well and i and i'm thinking about you know i'm just thinking about this in in practice and because one of the biggest challenges that we have i think in the trades is that you know the the workforce itself is is distributed you know there's uh you know today in in the general business world people are talking about Oh, distributed workforce, remote workforce, you know, well, the trades have always been remote, you know, (laughs) absolutely. We've always been right. We've always been operating this way. And what's I think difficult is that you don't necessarily have that place of work where you can, uh, you know, you can put the the, uh, core values of your company, you know, on the wall and and everybody's looking at them every time they come in. Um, But you know, there are other places that you can put those, um, yeah. you know, if you if you create job folders with the work orders in them, you know, you can custom print folders, which I did. And and we put that information on there. You could put it on the shirts. You could put it on the side of the vehicle. You can put it, all, you know, all in those places. But I think that what you're talking about here is is that as a leader, it's important to have values that you can that that uh that you can example you know that you can that you can demonstrate in your daily behaviors as a leader so that people are seeing you do it and you are talking about it you are reminding them of it so that every single day they have they have the perfect model of 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 the way that they want to be or that they should be that's right and even inviting them to point it out so yeah OSHA makes us stick their posters up in places our team can see it. Right. Right. It's normally on the inside of the door on the van. Yeah. Right? You open it up and there it is. We can have that too. If that physical reminder helps us. Um, 
it helps us to do the thing that's most important, which is to say it and to live it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to say it and to live it matters for the leader. And we don't coach them about my way or the highway. We coach mm. them about it's the values we're serving and the customers in this way. We, mm. we coach to the values. So it's not about me. Remember, we all had our fingerprints on this. Yeah. It's about what matters to us. And when we were hiring them, we told them, Hey, if you just want to come, you just want to learn painting and you and nothing else. And you could, you, you couldn't give a hoot about, about mm -hmm. the team. There's a lot of painting contractors. Go talk to them. Here's some of our competitors. Now, if you want to learn how to paint and do it well, and you want to be part of a team that cares, that, that is raising it to the next level, and you have a place that will invest in you in the long term and help you be your best to where you could support your family on this without any problem. If you want to mm -hmm. have something like that long term, come with us, right? If you care about integrity, mm -hmm. come over here. If you care about excellent work, come over here. If you want to slap it on and get it done, here's a list of my competitors, mm -hmm. right? And so, so there's these, that's how we should be recruiting. Yeah, right. right? So we use the vision. We get it out there. We speak it regularly and we use something called um, rhythms, you know, your company rhythms, meeting rhythms, really. And you're starting saying mm -hmm. meeting rhythms like ah, we don't do meetings. We paint well, mm. but just take a moment, take a moment every day, just like you do about safety or quality. Throw on there about remember what we're about and we're excited. And I'm glad you guys came today. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, ask so and so to go ahead and share their story. Oh, maybe Susie's got an example, or maybe, you know, Juan wants to tell us how Susie did a great job in living the value or vice versa. Mm -hmm, Let's let the mm -hmm. employees engage. The, some of these things are nice uh, and, and valuable, but here's one that I think will have a huge impact because like, I never see anybody do it in the trades. And that's mm. not, that's not fair. I see some, but it hasn't been the standard or norm. Mm. And one of those rhythms to have is a one-on-one -on -one with team members mm -hmm. every single week. And it doesn't have to be long. You guys are all eating lunch. Mm -hmm. A crew member, a crew leader can take one of the, take a journeyman, take an apprentice. I don't care who it is. And just have lunch over there with them and sit down. And instead of talking about just anything in the world, first ask them, Hey, how are you doing? How's your family? If you know their spouse, ask how their spouse is. Just take 10, 15 minutes talking about them and what they care about. And mm -hmm. as you get to know them, you'll be able to ask them like, yeah, I hear you're like, you know, you guys are looking at finding your own place. You know, maybe they've mm -hmm. been mm -hmm. living with the parents and things. Look at find your own place. That's exciting. How's that going? Yeah. Right. Or if it's the owner to a crew lead, you might be saying a totally different conversation. So you're looking at buying your own home. Wow, that's huge, right? How's it going? What questions do you have? We went through that and they could kind of mentor them. Yeah. Or if they can't mentor them, they can at least show they care. Then the second half is to say, hey, you've really got that taping down. That's awesome, right? Right. I am, have you thought about, you know, are, are you interested in learning how to cut lines? I think you've got an eye for detail. Like, yeah, I kind of don't. Well, well, I've got some projects in here. I still need you to do your main job. You've got your three things that you've got to deliver on every day. You got to do your main job. Yes, but but let's take you over a little bit. I, I want to teach you this if you're interested and if you think you know you're ready for that. Yeah, I would love to learn. Cool. Right. And now they can start teaching them that. And then later 
and another one on one a week later. Yeah, I've been looking at it. Some of your lives are doing well. I notice something that's happening all the time or or they just stop right there on the job. They see them like, hey, wow. Yeah, good effort. You can see the way you're holding your hand. That's why mm-hmm. when you get to this point, you're always bumping out. It's because your body's in a weird place. I hold it like this. Right. Right. Let me teach you something. Why don't you try it? You can teach them practical skills in one-on-ones. You can do it while you're working with them on the job, but find out some personal, be Mm. clear about what they're doing. And your job in a one-on-one is just to lift them up. Most of these people don't have anyone else who's doing it for them in their life. Mm. So can you be the one that helps them to see that you believe in them, that you know they can do something great? and that you see the good they're doing, point out the good. And if there's a lot of bad going on, help them. I just ask them. So what do you want to do better? Oh man, I'm kind of messing up in this area and this and this. Like, all right, well, let's just take one of them. I'm sure you'll do great. Let me teach you a few skills. Yeah. Right? You can help them through. They're leaving and they're quitting, not their job. They're quitting their manager, whoever's yeah. leading them. Be that kind of leader that helps them be great at work and at home. Be the kind of leader that believes in them because others don't. And they will be the kind of people who are loyal to you, will be around. And then in those one-on-ones, you can even say things like, you've got a lot of potential. Let's say it's the owner talking to a crew leader. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of potential. I love where you're going. I want to teach a few other things. Can I teach a little bit of the numbers of the business now, Mm. of your crew? Imagine if you're leading your crew leaders based on how profitable their jobs were, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How many jobs they were able to do because they're finishing on time, right? How they're managing material waste, all of that kind of stuff. And they're learning more. And then you're saying, and and I want you to know, I'm not going to be around forever. And I'm seeing you as one of those potential leaders or owners Mm -hmm. of this business. Let's keep talking. I don't want you thinking anywhere else. This can be your future and it can be better than I've ever built it. Because yeah. you could be the one building, right? So those are a few key things. Let's get the vision there out of our heads. Let's get it into the hearts of the people on a regular basis, reminding, and let's get to know them deeply in these one-on-ones where we're coaching them. And apprenticeship one-on-one is great, right? You're on the job. You're doing it. Have those conversations. I know at times you can't. When the spray gun's going, no one can hear anything. I get that. That's yeah. why you have to set aside time sometimes. And yeah. like, I'm not going to miss a single week without talking to each one of the people who report through to me. Yeah. You know, if I've got a lot of crew leaders, I don't have to take care of every apprentice. I'm just going to take care of all the crew leaders. But if I don't, I may be taking care of, I may have 10 people that I'm spending 20 minutes every single week with. Dude, that's a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a lot more to replace them when they leave you. And it's a lot more to fix their work because they're doing cruddy job. Yeah. So it's worth every Every moment you spend in developing them, you get a payoff every minute from there on as long as they stay with you. And they'll stay with you longer if you keep helping and developing them. Yeah, man, that is so, so good. That is so good. There's so much in there that I just, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling really inspired, David. <laughs> this is so good. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the things that the, the thematic things that's coming through in this is the idea of having your crew put their uh, put their fingerprints on it. And, and I just want to back up that sentiment because I feel like every time that I was able to give myself a little bit more freedom 
in my business. And every time that we we were able to do something a little bit better than 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 we had done it before, it wasn't when I came in and said, okay, I just did a, a mental dump onto the sheet of paper. Here's a Word doc. I printed it out for you. Now go do this. It, it was always when we sat in a meeting and, you know, I, I had a, I had a whiteboard, you know, I, I did one of the paint, paintable whiteboards and I said, okay, what problem are, is what's, what's the most difficult thing about working here right now? And, and I just shut up and listened, just waited, that. right? Just what is the, what, what pains you about working here? And, you know, it, it took a few sessions, but people started opening up and they started telling me what the problems were. And instead of, instead of me coming in and, you know, and, and I had to practice this, I had to get better at it. You know, I'm sure there were times where I said, oh, well, we should just do this and this and this and this. But when I finally learned to just listen and, and shut up and just be like, yeah, that's, that is a really, that's a valid, valid point. Um, what can we do to make it better? What do you, what do you guys, what, how would you want this to work? Those were the times where I actually got the most buy-in on our systems. Um, not, and not just, you know, I mean, there were admin systems, there were ways that we were taking care of the customer, but, you know, even the processes of painting, uh, you know, I, I'll tell, I'll tell the, the listeners here, um, when I was physically painting, when I was actually doing the work, uh, cabinet painting had not yet become as popular in my area as it is now. And so as a painter, I just never really had a ton of experience painting cabinets. I, I do all right, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at the level that, that I, that I wanted to be at, at as a company. And by the time they started gaining popularity and, and getting cabinets painted, um, I was already out of the field. And so I really had to rely on my people to become really excellent technicians in painting. And, you know, and I, and I would bring people in, I'd, I'd bring in our, our vendors to teach, you know, how to, how to use the, the HVLP and, and all of this, but it was really our painters who led out on the processes for doing cabinets really well. And I just documented their processes. I said, I, you know, I asked them, well, what, what materials are you using? What, you know, what ones should I be specking out? Because they were invested in doing in doing a high quality job at that time, and I'm just I'm I'm really grateful. I mean, part of me is thinking, man, I gotta go. You know, those those some of those folks don't work for me anymore, and I just want to go text them and thank them for everything that they did like three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, but I I, I just want to like affirm what you're saying that that being that kind of leader that includes people and and uh, and gives them this uh, this feeling and knowledge and assurance that that they are as important to this company as the leader is, that they are as much a part of, like they own this as much as as the leader does, at least in 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 sentiment and in, in purpose. Um, that is some really, really powerful stuff. I, I, I'm very grateful for what you're saying here. Um, OK, so so what what's next? Is there is there is there a next thing or are we, you know, what, what else? I, I could have you on for, you know, two hours and, it, and I could just tell we, we would be going. But but hey. what, what's one last thing that you can share with us that that can really help us to, like you're saying, make those transitions from, you know, maybe maybe our listeners right now are are, uh, you know, kind of breaking that million dollar mark and, and uh, 
and they're really struggling to get to that next level, what's what's one last thing that you can tell us that can help us to overcome? Uh, so first of all, yeah, I, I, I love what you shared on that. Um, I, I had a quick question. I don't know if you know the answer yet, but, um, you know, what's the average turnover for employees in a painting business? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's probably around 18 months. I would say they last about 18 months. I, I would and, say, yeah. And, um, and I bet the apprentice are more in the months singular than in double. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're talking about, you're talking about your higher ups. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once you, once you get them, you know, I mean, and there's some folks out here who do a really excellent job of retaining their people. They'll, they'll have people on their team for, you know, a decade, two decades. I mean, we, we have some really phenomenal contractors out here who do a really great job at, at retaining their best people. Um, but I, I would say that a lot of folks are, you know, they might have three or four of those that have been around for a very long time. But the ones that are just coming in, I bet they're I bet they're coming in and out in under two years. Yeah. Um, but those who get to put their fingerprints on it and those who you trust to run their business, uh, to run their crews, those are the ones who I would imagine last a lot longer. Mm. And we might say chicken or egg, right? No. Well, the only reason I trust them is because they've been around so long. No, they're around so long because you're trusting them to do great work. You're trusting them to teach you how to do great work, to do the best mm -hmm. that they can. So a next little step in there in your growth is, you know, um, leadership really is this exercise in relinquishing control, mm -hmm. right? So, so your work is to be like, oh man, I'm constantly exercising, learning how to give up a little control. And that only comes as people start to really learn what they're doing. And we teach them step-by-step step how to succeed. And then we back off. We let them try. We're, we were the business owner. We learned what we learned because we failed so many times and we were footing the bill. So it was okay to us, even though it was painful. Yeah, right. Both our employees, let's let them make some mistakes, but let's teach them how to do well. Let's help them learn through it. Let's show that we're invested in them and then trust them with a little more. The moment we trust them more and they begin to think more like a business owner in their area, mm -hmm. now you don't have to there. That just freed you up. That freed you mm -hmm. up to either train an estimator how to do a great job or build a process to where the estimates happen at the truck right on the job site, right? We take the measurements, we look at the stuff, we print off the estimate, we hand it to yeah. them, right? Right then and there, like, wow, no contractors responding that quickly. You're going to see jobs flowing in faster than you can handle them. But mm -hmm. um, you're going to start stepping out of other roles. Like you said, I wasn't on the jobs anymore and they were doing so great. It's letting go so that you can step up really matters. Uh, you right now have a lot of jobs that you wear, a lot of hats you wear and a lot of jobs and roles when you're a, an owner of a small business and you just need to identify, here's all the hats I'm wearing. Who else can do one of these? And mm -hmm. you know, the first ones I'm going to get rid of are the ones that, they're like $10 an hour work. I got to get out of that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Get out of that. And I also need to get out a hundred dollar an hour work. I need to start getting rid of that too. And I need mm. to get into doing just thousand dollar and $10,000 an hour work. And that's when I'm leading others to do the hundred dollar an hour work, mm -hmm. right? That's thousand dollar an hour work. Um, if I want to grow my business, I have to stop spending any time on $10 an hour work. You know, why am I going around doing the cleanup? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying that we shouldn't all roll up our sleeves and help, 
but there were others who could have been developed in that role to do the cleanup and to do a great job of it and to cheer them on and to compensate them for it. And the whole team's grateful to them. That's a win yeah. for them. When we do it, it's a loss. Yeah. So let's, you know, do that. Just think, work myself out of a job. Keep working yourself out of a job. Start with the lowest value add work first. Work yourself out of it by building someone to fill that or building a process so it never has to be done by a human. Mm. Either way, I'm okay with. Yeah, So absolutely. anyway, that's kind of my last one is do that. Those are shifts that are necessary. Awesome. Awesome. David, this has been so, uh, this has been really good and I'm very appreciative of, uh, of what you've brought to the PCA today. Um, you said that you have a, an ebook that we can download to tell, tell us where we can find that. Well, that's at, uh, www.growwithelite.com slash growth dash method. We'll take you straight there. Or if you just go to growwithelite.com and you can go to the free resources tab and you'll find it there, the growth slash or growth dash method. So that's how you find it. Awesome. Well, thank you, David, so much for your time. I, I really appreciate you. And uh, we'll have to have you back on again. No, that'd be fun, Torlando. Really appreciate you. All right. We'll see you. All right, there we have it, folks. Uh, David Gilliland with uh, Elite Entrepreneurs. Uh, that was a really, I, I really, that conversation touched me. I really <laughs> learned a lot and I'm very grateful for him and, and his time uh, with, with me today on this podcast. Um, you know, when we are trying to grow our business, and and I think this is the thing that that really touched me is that, you know, our goal is obviously to take care of ourselves and to be able to take care of our family and, and to be able to enjoy the time that we have with our own families. Um, what really hit me is how important it is for us to be conscious of our employees and their desire to do the same, uh, their desire to take care of themselves, their desire to take care of their families, their desire to spend time with their loved ones and, and have, uh, have a good life. And I think we have to ask ourselves that, you know, are we willing to, to help the people around us, the people that serve in our business, are we willing to help them have a good life? And if that's not on our mind, then I don't know if we're really the type of leaders that we need to be. The, the other piece of that, that I, that I loved is that he talked about not that your employees are, are serving you, but that they should be serving the values of the company serving the values of the company that idea that concept had never crossed my mind uh, there was a second where i thought to myself i'm going to push back on values because you know we we everybody talks about having values everybody talks about having you know mission statement all of this and uh you know is it just a thing that collects dust does it really matter but when he said we have to help our people serve the values of the company that made it click for me on another level It makes so much more sense because if we, if we think of it in terms of being a values driven business and that our people are serving the values of the business and they're serving our customers through the values of the business, then, then they're hardly, they're, they'll hardly ever be wrong. And, and that's when you get people that aren't just following robotic procedures you know, step one, do this, step two, do this, step three. You actually get people who can think on their own and who can problem solve on their own because the guidepost is, is the value. 
Such good stuff. Such good stuff. So grateful to him. Uh, if you want to watch this show or listen to this show, uh, a couple places you can go. You can you're going to be able to see this on uh, PCA Overdrive. Um, again, go to PCA uh, Painted dot com or dot org backslash uh, podcast that's where you can see this you can also download overdrive 5.99 per month uh free for members i hope everybody comes to expo in spring uh, i want to see you guys there great chat today and uh, we will see you next time paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.